0: Welcome to the Back To Me Project, College and Beyond, episode 37, Lessons From Heartbreak, with Dr. Nikki Coleman.
1: Do the work it takes now to really love on yourself, invest in yourself, believe in yourself. There is nobody but you. There's like, you are it. There is no other you but you. What a wonderful thing that is.
0: Hello everyone, it's your host, Yoli Tamu. For the third part of our love series titled Relationships That Matter, Dr. Nikki Coleman joins us to share some really powerful words of wisdom about dating that will carry you through your college years and into your adult years. Dr. Nikki explains how our mothers from generations before us had a different set of rules and expectations that may not always apply to the expectations of today's enterprising young woman. Get ready to learn about the lessons of your past so that that special sauce you bring to your new relationships is genuinely homemade. Now, when it comes to dating, we often do our best to impress the other person instead of ourselves. After a while, we wind up heartbroken and disappointed and don't know why. In this episode of our love series titled Relationships That Matter, licensed psychologist Dr. Nikki Coleman believes that meaningful relationships are sources of learning about ourselves. She says we each have a fundamental right to happiness and pleasure as defined by ourselves for ourselves. Welcome, Dr. Coleman. How are you doing today? I'm
1: doing good.
0: Thank you so much for having
1: me. I'm so excited to jump into this conversation.
0: Yes. I'm so glad to have you. Dr. Jackson referred me to you and you guys are great psychologists. So I'm very thankful.
1: Very counseling thankful. psychologists. So if you're listening out there and you're thinking about psychology, counseling psychology is, the, is where it's at. It's, mm, it's, it's, okay. the, it's the right discipline for
0: us Black women. Got it. As opposed to clinical psychology. Exactly. Yeah. Got it. Good. Excellent point. Okay. All right. Now, I was just thinking, as we were talking earlier, as people, we are constantly learning, of course, as, mm-hmm. as women, we're constantly learning. But sometimes we end up learning the wrong things. You know, we were raised a certain way and told certain things. Yes. And then we end up having to unlearn in our adult years. Yes. yes. <laughs> so that's why so many of us are out here empowering women, because we've had to unlearn so many things.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What are some things that you've noticed with your clients that you've had to unlearn, that they've had to unlearn?
1: Yeah, that so I think it's also important to sort of give like a framework around this, how I think about it, right? And that particularly when we're talking about black women or young women of color, oftentimes my generation and those younger than us are sort of the first to come along. We've actually had the luxury to and privilege, let me say that luxury and privilege to really sort of be more self-reflective and so more self-invested. If you really think about our sort of historical context in this country, generations before were really about trying to survive, trying to make the most out of survival, but access for women and women of color to education, to careers, even to therapy services, to quality health services, all of that has shifted dramatically in the last 20 to 35 years. Mm-hmm. So we are oftentimes sort of on the figuring it out as we go along because as much as our mothers and aunties would want to pour into us and they do, their experiences aren't the same as ours, right? And so we can only be as strong as what has sort of been our experience or passed down to us. Mm -hmm. And this is where this idea around sort of learning and unlearning comes in, is that you have to sort of be intentional about taking the messages that are in your sort of worldview in and thinking about them and saying, does this really fit for me or is this just something I've heard? And that I I see a lot with my clients. So I work with all Black women clients in therapy. Most of them are in their early thirties to early forties. And a lot of it is really starting to take the time to go I've always thought this, but there's been a part of me that thinks this isn't necessarily true. Mm-hmm. And so it's really, that's the first step is to say, is this really what I believe? Is it, con- is it congruent with who I am and what I value? Or is this just something that has been told to me?
0: Right. And
1: lots of those messages sort of look like self-sacrificing. hmm there's always, some, you know, someone else's expectations for how you should be, who you should be, what's yeah. acceptable, what's appropriate.
0: Mm-hmm. There
1: is expectations for sort of what sort of goals uh, and aspirations you should have for yourself. Right. Like everybody now wants to be a boss, babe. Right. Maybe entrepreneurship me. isn't right for you. Right. Like yeah. It's, work. You know, oh it's work. Oh, my God. It's work. Oh, my God. It's so much work. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much yeah. work. Right. And so this idea of success, material success, and especially, I think, for college age students, what your body looks like. Right. What's the ideal body? Recognizing that half the people online have gone to Dr. Miami and that is a tens of thousand dollars bought body. But all mm. of these messages about what is attractive physically, how should I be in relationship, whose needs should I put first? Mm -hmm. Where are my needs? Do I have the right to ask for what I want? These are things that I see a lot show up in therapy all the time where people are trying to, women are trying to really figure it out. And what brings them to therapy usually is sort of this tension between all the things that they have been taught or learned or internalized about themselves and who they want to be, how they really see themselves when sort of in the dark when it's quiet and nobody's listening and trying to figure out how do I reconcile those two pieces, right? And what's going to be sort of the consequence of my life when I start to become more of who I want to be Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: stop showing up as the person everybody else expects me to be.
0: Mm, That's a good point. When you said the consequence of my life, that Mm -hmm. is such a good point Mm -hmm. because in so many ways college students are always thinking about the consequences of of their personal life, not necessarily some of their actions, but Mm -hmm. but of their life. And so I know I've spoken to a lot of college kids that, you know, particularly with this whole dating situation and, you know, we're here in the virus and we we, we locked up. So there's only so much you can do on zoom, but you know, relationships are changing. People are breaking up.
1: Mm -hmm. People
0: are finding other folks, online easier. Mm -hmm. And so I'm getting a lot of girls heartbroken and distraught. And what did I do? And how could this happen? And you know, where do I go from here? All of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, we gotta grab these kids now and tell them you need to flip it. You are the prize. Did you forget? You were the prize. (laughs) Yes. Did you forget? (laughs) Well you know what? I think there's so much that
1: tells them that makes them believe that they are not. Yeah, that there is a total sort of flip of the generation that you and I are from. Right. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: Where there is sort of an expectation that you should be the pursuer or it's not even I don't think it's that drastic. Let me say it this way, that you need to fit a certain mold or if you do just the right things or show up in just the right ways, then you have that like special sauce and you're going to keep him. Right. And that's that. Is one of the narratives we need to unlearn that, Mm -hmm. baby girl? I'm here to tell you, yes, it is everything to do with him and his choices, and absolutely nothing to do with you and who you are because it is, it might be trite and it might sound old and stale, but it is so true. When you show up as your full, beautiful, authentic self, you will attract. The partner that is the full, authentic, beautiful partner for you. Mm-hmm. You cannot, cannot, cannot put yourself in a box trying to make sure that you are the right package for them to carry along. No, no, no. That's not what we're doing in 2021.
0: Right. Yeah. Don't do that. And even like these shows, like The Bachelor, you know, we got our first Black <sighs> Bachelor. You know, even shows like He ain't like checking this. for
1: no Black women, though. Come on, let's right? tell that truth, though. <laughs>
0: let's be clear. <laughs> He's not checking for black women. I was trying to be nice. (laughs) Yes, he is definitely not. But just the concept, the concept Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. of having to please this man, this one person. Yes. Yeah. It's just just set up in in a certain way. And I know they flip it and they have the bachelorette, but still just the concept that I have to jump over hula hoops or be a, a, you know, make Mm -hmm. sure that I'm the certain type that you like. It's like, no, this is not the way it's supposed to be.
1: It's not. It's when we really come not.
0: together as a couple,
1: yeah. as, partners,
0: as partners, this is not what it's supposed to look like.
1: I think the biggest consequence and re- and really sort of downside to that is the more time and energy you put into trying to figure out what the partner wants or how to show up in the way that the partner wants, it's really... It's an unconscious choice, but it is an unconscious choice to not invest in yourself. Mm. You're spending so much time trying to figure out what they want, what's going to keep them attracted, that you're not actually living in the moment. So Mm. that piece that you quoted about us learning in our relationships, we have to be present in our relationships. To Mm -hmm. really learn that it's not about me learning who to be. It's learning about how I am. And those are two different things. And so when you're so over-focused on trying to appease the other person, what it does is actually distract you from focusing on you and being able to have that check in to say, I didn't actually like that. Hmm, Mm -hmm. What do I want to do about that? Mm -hmm. This isn't his values really not consistent with mine. I thought they were. But now that I'm looking at how he moves through the world, mm-mm, that's not it
0: for me, right? Yeah. And see, that's key what you said as well, values, because as a young person, you're really, I think, just starting to establish them. Yes. Because you just got out of mom and dad's home and you're on campus by yourself or you're back and forth, whatever the case mm-hmm. may be, mm-hmm. but you're, you're entering some sort of independence. So you're really learning yourself for the very first time. So yes. What I tell kids is, you know, you have to like identify what feels good for you, you know, that peace. What does peace look like? How do you mm-hmm. define it? You know, mm-hmm. so that you want it all the time. Do you agree? Like something like that. Some sort yeah, of
1: absolutely. I think that's a really great way to sort of to frame it is that. That's what that's what you should be doing in your early 20s, whether you're in college or not. Uh, great, 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 great when you're in college and pursuing an advanced degree. But even if you're not, that time in your life really is about asserting who you are. That is when you when you are moving out or moving away from your parents and you get to do things differently. I have a really dear friend and she sort of says, she she says it seriously, but she's sassy. So she's like, "I'm grown. I don't want to, right?" Or like, "I didn't do that because I'm grown, right?" And that's right. just her answer. And so it, <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. At this point in your life, that's what you're trying to figure out. What are those things that are non-negotiables for you? And I yeah. think every woman needs to be very clear about what her non-negotiables are. And and I don't care what your sexuality is, what your evolving sexual sexual orientation is you still need to have those non-negotiables. What are the things you absolutely are unwilling to have or deal with or invite into your life? Mm -hmm. What are the things that you are willing to have conversation about? And what are the things that you don't know, right? Right. And to really sort of have that internal conversation Mm -hmm. and the more you spend your energy sort of focused on the other, the less
0: really time you have to have that internal conversation. Right, right and being alone. You know, people are terrified to be alone. No. I'm like yeah. this this is a great time. <laughs> it <laughs> yes, is. To, to really get in touch with the things that you want. I mean, of course you don't want to be alone all the time, but right. you should really enjoy being alone. You know, even in a but, relationship, you should kind of want that space, you know? Yes. What I
1: mean? But I think part of where the fear of that aloneness comes. One, I think people sometimes confuse loneliness with being alone. Yeah. Yep. You can be lonely in a relationship. Absolutely. Uh I'll tell you about <laughs> that story on another podcast. Amen. <laughs> yes. But you can be lonely in a, in a relationship. But a lot of times people don't want to be alone because that internal stuff that they sort of tune out. Mm-hmm. It's louder. There's no one else to sort of pick up that noise. There's nowhere else to sort of direct that energy. Right. And so if I'm alone, I really sort of have to sit with myself. Mm. And that can cause a lot of like genuine discomfort. I might not like who I've become. Mm. I might not like the feeling of acknowledging that I've become someone that's not me. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I might be uncomfortable with thinking about how do I show up? as my real authentic self, am I going to lose relationships? Am I going to lose people? Are people going to be angry with me, disappointed in me? Right. And so if you are alone, there's not a whole lot of other stuff to fill up the space. And some people are really invested in not having that time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, like we said earlier, you know, just the traditional setup, you know, it kind of sets them up mentally to fail. Mm-hmm. Because the traditional relationship, you get married, you have the kid you buy the house Or yeah. you buy the house first you have the kid you know <laughs> that's the traditional yeah yes. setup and you know I know young people and I'm sure you may know some adults they might have different feelings about sexuality that comes into play in mm-hmm. college hmm you know and so what yeah. do you have to say about sex <laughs> you know what that's a whole yeah. other topic
1: it is a whole other topic right and I I it is not uncommon actually for women and particularly black women to come out later in life. So what we would, yeah, what we would like really, I think optimally is the opportunity for the people to feel empowered enough to explore who they are, what is of interest to them earlier on, so they can sort of have those experiences and be able to say, yeah, that feels congruent for me or nope, that was fun, but that ain't me. You know, I've I, done that before. Right. But that I think what happens again is it's just another way that in all of our energy and attempts to color inside the lines, to fit the image that we think we're supposed to fit. And I, I think this is particularly true for young Black women in college. Mm. There There's a lot of expectations for what you should do, right? Yeah. How you should show up, what your goal should be, what your purpose should be. And mm-hmm. so that can be really difficult to push up against. But mm-hmm. I think this time in your life is when you really should be doing it. Because the, it, the reality is, one, it's sort of developmentally appropriate. But two, you know, I, I, you don't have a lot of bills. You don't have a lot of <laughs> like genuine right. Of responsibility. Yeah. Right. You get to sort of, you get more Leeway if you quote unquote mess up or make a mistake, right? This is the opportunity to sort of do all of that exploration Mm -hmm. and playing around. Because that, you know, we learn, you have the capacity to learn from your failures Mm -hmm. just as much as you do from your successes and sometimes even more. So sometimes Mm -hmm. you have to try out something to say, oh, that's not for me to get a better handle of what is for you.
0: And then you got to be careful because I don't know if it's true in college, but I know when I was mentoring some high schoolers, they were in that explorative phase of their lives with their sexuality. And it was only because, you know, a boy had broken their heart Mm -hmm. or their sexual experience was painful. That Mm -hmm. was the only reason they chose a girl. And it's like, that's not (laughs) the reason you would go there because something was painful. You know what I mean? As opposed to your connection of some, of some sort. So, Yeah, I think
1: that's a, I think that's sort of a myth of heteronormativity that we have. It's like, oh, well, I'll be with a woman because she'll get me better or we'll be more connected. Mm, That's not really how it works. That's why I'd say, you know, focus on yourself and what you want, regardless of of who your partner is, because yeah, gender is a big part of it and how we are socialized as women and how men are socialized does play a part but mm-hmm. if you are not clear about who you are and what you want for yourself yeah. and i want i want to also just say like i'm i'm saying be clear about who you are yeah i think that you are both things can be true in in your college years you can have some real clear understanding about what what are your sort of bottom line sense of values and morality and expectations for yourself. But there could still be a lot of areas that you just don't know about. And that's okay too. Right. But when you are in any relationship, romantic, intimate, sexual, even friendship, if that pulls you away from who you are, if you feel pulled off center, if you feel like you don't get to show up as your true self, That's a red flag, period, the end, right? And so being sort of attuned to that. And for some of us, we have a really good sense of sort of self-reflection and internal sort of conversation that allows us to be aware of that. That might not be true for everybody, but you can maybe feel sensations in your body. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you there. You, oftentimes your body can be sort of a barometer. Does your stomach get upset? Do you feel tense around this person? Do you find yourself second guessing your words or being really clear about what you want to say? Do you feel sort of tension in your jaw? Mm-hmm. Those sort of physiological, do you, your heart rate speed up sometimes? Those sort of physiological notes can tell you like there's something in this dynamic that's not allowing me to feel safe.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and And really starting to learn to honor that, there are women that end up in long term marriages or relationships that are abusive on multiple levels, and even if they're not abusive, they are wholly unsatisfactory, mm-hmm. but the picture looks good right they They mm-hmm. are in the right house or they have the kids and they have the guy, they have the job, and I think that happens when you don't honor those sort of internal reactions that you're having early on. And what happens is you start to tell, you start to ignore yourself. And when you do that long enough, those signals get quieter and quieter and quieter. Mm, And then uh, you sort of end up numb. Yeah. And it takes something really big to sort of shock you out of that. So Mm -hmm. all of this, listen, Young ladies, and (laughs) I'm giving you all of these words of wisdom so that Mm -hmm. you don't have to end up in that place 20, 25 years down the line, right? Like, do the work it takes now to really love on yourself.
0: Absolutely.
1: Invest Mm. in yourself, believe in yourself. There is nobody but you. There's like, you were it. There is no other you but you. What Mm. a wonderful thing that is, right? And so as many folks as we can get, and especially Black women, because we are powerful beings. That Black Girl Magic stuff is, yes, a hashtag, but it's so real. When we step into a space, Mm -hmm. my God, the whole energy shifts.
0: It's very real. It's like I was telling you earlier, I'm so glad that you're saying this because I was telling you earlier about how my mom, you know, when I got divorced... She just thought, okay, so what are you gonna do? You know, get a girlfriend. And I'm like, why why would you jump (laughs) to that place? Maybe (laughs) I want to just be with myself as you're saying Mm -hmm. that it's okay to take time to get to know to know yourself. So I'm so glad you're saying this to these young people. When you break up and these things happen in these relationships, because it's gonna always happen Mm -hmm. Mm because you're constantly learning who you are. Mm -hmm. You're gonna change your mind. He or she's gonna change their mind. So Just be okay with the journey, you know what I mean? Experience. Yeah. So it's like I'm so glad to hear you saying this to them now that when these breakups come, it's okay. Take that time. Okay. It's okay. Yeah.
1: What I also see happening with young people is sort of this, it feels like it's not okay to be vulnerable, right? Like if you do get your heart broken, that's not something you can sort of express, then Mm -hmm. you then it then you sort of have to put on a bravado or make less of it, sort of make the relationship transactional. And I I don't think that has to be the reaction, right? Like I think getting your, I have had my heart broken. Trust me. I have been there crying, ugly tears. And like, Mm -hmm. I don't understand why it didn't work out. And I loved him so much. I have been there. Right. I think it's really important that you honor that. Like that is, I always say, you cannot have intimacy without vulnerability.
0: Mm-hmm. You cannot yep. be
1: vulnerable without risking, hurt. That's it. That's it. So every time you step into a relationship, when you step into it with the intention to be connected, to be intimate, what you're really doing is stepping into your vulnerability. And so mm-hmm. when it doesn't work out, there should be some reaction to that. And that's okay. It is right. all part of the learning and growing. Mm-hmm. That's excellent. Wow. Woo. This was good,
0: Dr. Coleman.
1: <laughs> man. Yeah, so I, I love I, talking I, about I, this stuff. I could, I could talk. So you just tell me when to be quiet. <laughs> man, I love it. I'm like, we're going to have to have you back for a whole
0: other <laughs> topic. <This laughs>
1: anytime. Is, anytime. Great.
0: So now if they want to reach out to you for counseling psychology, I'm glad you emphasize the difference. Yes. How can they reach you?
1: So I am only licensed here in the state of Texas. So you would have to be in the state of Texas to work with me in a therapeutic relationship, but you can connect with me on all social media platforms at Dr. Nikki Knows, D-R-N-I-K-K-I. K-N-O-W-S. I'm often on Instagram Live or Facebook Live. Also on Clubhouse, same thing, Dr. Nikki knows. So there's opportunities to sort of engage with me in those platforms if you're not in the state of Texas. If you have questions, you can always drop me a DM. Oftentimes, if I'm not in the state where you are, I might have a really great reference for you because I am committed to Black women being able to find culturally congruent therapists for themselves and being able to really sort of be in a healing space with other women or folks that get them and understand their contextual experience as black women. So yeah, that's where you can find me. You can always check out my website at drnickynose.com. I'd like to keep it simple. I want you to be able to find me no matter where I am. Yes.
0: I love it. <laughs> Good branding. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, it has been a pleasure and I'm so glad we got to connect. Great meeting you. Great speaking with you. Thank Absolutely. You so much. Same. I, I, please invite me back anytime for sure. All right now. Okay. Uh, you take care. Okay. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us. Now that was some homegrown wisdom. I certainly hope you took to heart. For more information about other episodes, remember to subscribe to the Back to Me Project, College and Beyond. I'm your host, Yoli Tamu. Leave a review at the end of this podcast. And if you would like to learn more about our upcoming virtual events, visit our website at thebacktomeproject.com. Until next time, be well.